Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. There's no fear when you're having fun. And that's a quote by Will Thomas. So again, welcome. Thank you. Bonjour. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to The Profitable Photographer. I'm so gratified to be talking to my guest today. And I have found out that I'm one of her best friends (laughs) because she listens to the podcast. And it almost made me cry because you know, I'm like pouring everything I can into this and knowing that there are people that have space to receive and appreciate the authenticity of my guests. It just means everything to me. So Suzanne, thank you for sharing that. And if anybody else wants to tell me I'm their best friend and they listen to me when they drive or walk or whatever, I love to hear that. (laughs) All right. So let me tell you about the lovely and fantastic Suzanne Luddick. She is a CPP, which is a credential you earn from the Professional Photographers of America. And she was in the corporate world, but pivoted in 2013 and created a successful photography business from the ground up. She also is very active in a program you may not have heard of called Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. And It is a program where photographers photograph babies and I suspect maybe some other children who are terminal as they are passing to the next life or even after they've already passed away and are still in the hospital. And I'm going to have her share a little about that after we have a business talk because it's something very special and it's such a blessing to the world and and she's very active in that. So she also shared with me that she believes portraits need to be printed and that her full service photography packages include that. And she's speaking my language with that. If you've listened at all, you know that I'm a big in-person sales and get them printed and have lifetime treasures that people will enjoy forever. Okay, so... Currently, she is a real estate and headshot photographer located in the beautiful, hilly world of Omaha, Nebraska. (laughs) So welcome, Suzanne. Thanks for being on my show. I am so excited to be here, Lucy. Um, You're a legend, you know, what an honor this is. And I'm so glad. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for saying yes when I reached out and said, I think it was in a, a group, right, that I was like, yeah, well, I need speakers. So um, I wanted to, I'm sure you've seen this, but I had a friend uh, way back when I first started my business, I had a friend that was from Omaha and she had a poster in her apartment that was someone standing in a cornfield on mm-hmm. skis with a, with a watch hat and jeans and a jacket and and, you know, there wasn't corn. There was just the little stubs and snow and it said Ski Nebraska. <laughs> I always think of that. Do you know the poster? 
I'm pretty sure I do. It's super <laughs> fun. Super fun. Yeah. So maybe you could do cross country if I you're not. Just had a vision of yeah. I just had a good vision in my head. What a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. Okay. So I first want to know a little bit about your background and how you ended up here so people know, oh, I want to listen to what she has to say, which they Thank still you. will because they, they're going to love you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I worked for a long time in corporate world. Um, was I high on the executive list? No, mm. but it was one of those jobs where you got retirement and you thought you were going to work until the end of your working years. In a period of two and a half years, I was offered two severance packages and I could see the writing on the wall. Mm. And what did the writing say? Um, what the hell are you going to do the rest of your life? <laughs> you know? Um, and so I really had to explore that deeply. And there were two things I wanted to look at. One of them we haven't discussed yet. I studied to be a real estate agent, took the test, failed by one point. Mm. Then I thought, do I really want to do this? And what do I really want to do that would fulfill me, my creative, artsy self? Mm -hmm. And so I thought photography. And so that was in 2012. I was contemplating all of this and making my moves and how am I going to do this? And so at 2013, I enrolled in some basic classes at a local community college because I had no idea what to do when you picked up the camera, literally from the ground up. I had no clue. And that was my real big starting point. And I'm also a believer of you find the people that know more than you do and you learn. Yes. And I found a mentor early on who taught me a lot about composition and things like that. And I went to the college like we discussed and started doing what I could with the camera and practicing. You know, I was still working at that point, though. Mm. And I continued working because I still had to bring home a paycheck. Um, but I did both until I finally left a different job in 2019 to go at this full thing. Full blast. So at that point, I had made several pivots along the line. So how did you know that you had everything in place so that you could go for it and build this business or step away from your corporate job? Like what, what, what was the like, yep, I feel secure in that. I can do that. Here I go. In all honesty, it meant my husband finally was able to carry the health insurance. That's why I worked. That was the only reason. I had accepted a part-time job that paid me very little because everything I made went to pay the health insurance. Mm. And I did that for a number of years, actually, at a bank. You do what you have to do. And mm -hmm. working part-time to full-time there allowed me freedom to work with the camera in the evenings and the afternoons and, nice. you know, to oh, develop my skills. Let's mm -hmm. put it that way. I wanted to highlight that you, instead of just jumping, you built your skills so yes. that you could have confidence. It sounds like when you were ready to go all in and make this 
your your profession and you worked at another job for some income to keep things going the way that you needed to, right? Absolutely. Health insurance, that was why. Yeah. A couple of episodes ago, I did a little quick solo episode about the practicality and some needs that we have around money. And that was one of the points is that if you're not rich or you don't have a bunch of savings, you might want to keep some kind of part-time job going. What I did, um, <laughs> I I lost my job when I worked for Mutual of Omaha, as we've already <laughs> talked about in secret. <laughs> and I did have some money in the bank. But what I did is I started calling local photographers and asking if anybody needed help. And so I was able to do about 10 hours of work a week photographing children for some people who had okay businesses, but they were not good with children. So, and that was such an education. Uh, One of the things I learned was good photography in the studio. A lot of it is furniture arranging, you know, trying to get the chairs and props and everything in the right place. So the heads are in the right places and, and then expression. So am I on track there that you, you were practical in how you went about making this change? I was. Yeah, I was. And we all are hungry early in our career. And Mm -hmm. my career started later than a lot of people's. And that's good, too. I love people who are out there in the listening land that might not be um, 30 or 35, but entering that chapter two or chapter three, realizing that we can start over and build a beautiful career. And we've got wisdom on areas from whatever we've been doing that can really contribute to the success of now. So it's not too late. Grandma Moses started painting at 80 and she's pretty famous. I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah, she was 80. Uh, so why did you choose real estate? I got into this when I was 54 years old. Mm-hmm. No, actually 52. I apologize. 52. And um, in reality, when you look at it, I no longer had the networking I had when I was 30. I'm an empty nester. Mm-hmm. And um, the very successful photographers in my area were actually the younger photographers who had their kids in school. They went to the Mm. PTO meetings. They had that networking group with the families, kids, and the story building that a lot of photographers are doing now where they're photographing. And you and I alluded to that earlier, or someone did, I'm sorry, but where they (laughs) photograph them from infancy on up Mm. and the storyboard that they build. Well, a little hard to do when you're my age, you know, Mm -hmm. and I got to thinking about it and I thought this isn't working. It really isn't. Um, I'm really having to fight to get what jobs I could get and doing like children's portraits and family portraits and things like that. Correct. Even seniors, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I don't, and I get it, you know, People want to be able to relate 
to their photographer. Right. And I think sometimes, and I did it, I was guilty of it when I was in my 30s. We think differently of people who are our grandparents' age, you right. know. And and I totally got it. And I thought, okay, where can I pivot? Um, what can I do where I can be successful? Mm-hmm. And I had a real estate agent who's a personal friend of mine. We've known each other a long time. She said, Hey, I need someone to shoot a house for me. Do you think you could? Mm. And I thought, okay. Ding ding ding. Why not? I'm will I'll be honest, I was hungry. And I was at that stage in photography where I needed any income I could get. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what have I got to lose? And I went in and I did it and I learned. And um, there wasn't a lot out there because I did my first property, I think in about 2015 or 16. And there wasn't a lot out there to get education. And I belong to Professional Photographers of America and my local organization um, of Nebraska. And no one ever brings in real estate photography to conferences. It's just not done. It's getting better now because it's very lucrative if you do it correctly. Mm -hmm. But so I taught myself ground up Mm. and I learned from others. Um, That's why I'm at where I'm at today. And I actually found, I love it. What do you love about it? Light. Mm. patterns, lines, Mm. angles, all of that geometry. That is what we do in composition. And there's just as much composition in architecture or real estate photography as there is in anything else. Absolutely, And it's just putting it together differently. And it fascinated me. And um, I, and I still love it today. I, and I don't care what property I go into, it's a challenge, you know, and it's, it's just enjoyable. Yeah. I like it. So that reminds me of something that I did early in my career. And it was a friend from a, a community I was a part of who was moving from her apartment to a bigger house. Mm-hmm. And she had like really created a beautiful little gem with the just everything, the things on the wall and curtains and so many things. And she wanted a little book of pictures mm-hmm. of that. And I thought, why not? Sure. And honestly, I really did love just what you talked about. The I thought about what if this was going to be like in a magazine? like mm-hmm. San Diego Home and Gardens or some other decor magazine. How would I photograph it? And it was the lines and the light. And I love what all those things you said. I didn't catch them all, but it's all their color harmonies, design. Color palette. Yep. Patterns. Patterns. And so that kind of excites me because my picture of real estate is it's kind of that it's kind of boring and I don't want to do it, but I can see how someone with a creative leaning like you and I, and I'm sure uh, if you're listening, you probably are creative that there's ways to make that a very creative endeavor. So I love that. So do you have a handle on different kinds of real estate photography? You know, cause there's, there's the ones for realtors, 
that are like moving them through fast. There might be niches for the more luxury homes. Give me some picture of opportunities in the real estate business, some of the different ranges. Um, I heard someone else that was a guest on your show discuss front end sales. And that is something that um, I work very hard at. And part of this is because I work very hard at it, I had to learn a lot of new skills that I've never had before. Because in our industry, no matter what niche we're in, we're building, we're growing, we're expanding. And if you stop, that next photographer behind you is going to overtake you. Mm -hmm. Um, And for that reason, I chose to educate myself as best I could by learning from those who will know a lot more than I do on how to make my business successful. And with in-person sales, that's a lot of it's done after the session Mm -hmm. with what I do with real estate for the MLS. It's done before the session. MLS is the where the um, photographs are shown and they go worldwide for people to view to see if they want to purchase a home. Okay. So it's the listings. Yeah. The multiple listing service. Yeah. Yes. So that's that realtors advertisement right there is what I do. Okay. And it depends on what I do in that property, how many people look at it. and. I'm very confident I do very well because Mm -hmm. most of the properties that I have shot are gone in just a few days um, Mm -hmm. because I have the tools to do it and I work hard at it. Um, As far as like doing in-person sales or doing what I do, the front end sales, I add 360 tours, drone photography, floor plans measurements ah. google planet to earth photography um how do you do that <laughs> um different ways it's it's not necessarily um through me it's just a product that we can do and use that zooms it down okay and it's nothing i do officially but you facilitate that you yeah yeah, facilitate is a good word. Okay. Um, I use iGuide for my 360 tours. And what is iGuide? iGuide is a product that is very similar to another one called Matterport. And there's a difference between the two. And I chose iGuide because um, at this point, I've really never had anyone ask for the other. And I like to be unique. It seemed like every other real estate photographer in the area offered Matterport. So I wanted to offer iGuide. So, but what is it? It does a 360 tour. It does measurements. It will give you a complete view circle of a room. If you put your mouse on it, you can look at the ceiling, you can look at the floor, and you can look all the way around a room. Okay, but you're going in there with your camera to do that? or It's a 360 camera. It's a different one. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not an iGuide camera. iGuide is the program that puts it together iGuide is a company that puts together is it a computer thing computer thing and it uses a theta z one 
um, which is a 360 camera. Okay. So you take the pictures and then you download it and then iGUIDE puts it together. Right. I, I, I do some stitching in the software and I make it so it's the floor plan and I send it to drafters who do the finished uh, okay. part of it. Okay. Got and it. then it's delivered with floor plans and a whole entire room view that you walk from room to room mm. and look at the property. It was really popular during COVID when people didn't want people in their homes, you know, yeah. everybody was, you know, isolating. So it's, you know, it's a, a virtual tour um, is another way of putting it. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah. yeah. I, my mom, I mean, it's my siblings in my condo now because mom's passed, but I still call it my mom's condo. Uh, last month, we lost our tenant that had been there 10 years. And so I scrambled to uh, put in new flooring and get it painted and some other things and get it listed. And so I was a real estate photographer, but I, I didn't, I was going to do, I was going to do it even better, but it rented so fast that I didn't, didn't have to really be serious about it. But one thing I discovered, and I don't know if you, you know about this, but there are some flooring companies where you can, photograph it like we changed it from carpet to the vinyl planks and I took a picture with the carpet and I put it in this program and it put the flooring in that I that was going to be in there and then we posted that Mm -hmm. and it it probably added like three weeks to to my ability to rent. So anyway, so I'm officially a real estate photographer too. There you go. (laughs) Okay. So the tours, the drone photography. So you run the drones or do you hire somebody for that? I'm married to my drone photographer. Oh, okay. So I will be self. (laughs) Yes, I will be. Um, because, uh, I still have him keep his job to keep the health insurance, but yes, Mm -hmm. But I will be also certified with the FAA. So I'm halfway through that now. Okay. So how do you, because I I love this, the people I've known that do real estate, it's just they pop in, they get, I don't know, anywhere from $150 to $300, $400, boom, boom, boom. They do the things, that's it. They're on to the next one. So how do you get from... That someone's thinking of, I just want some photographs to show the place to that uh, $2,000 on up advanced, what did you call it? Add-ons. So can you talk a little about that process? Branding. Oh, I like to set my business model different than just the average real estate photographer. Um, I want to have the entire package. And part of that also includes branding for the agents. And I looked for a couple of years to find the right platform to launch my products. Mm. And I finally did find it. And um, it's called um, Real, Real Tour Vision. Someone I highly recommend. And if people want more information on it, they can reach out. But 
every listing I do has its own website. Oh, that agent's photograph is on there. They can post that on social media, which includes a tour. It includes slideshow. It includes um, everything that they want to be shown about their mm. properties. It's unique. Yes. And I have had agents who have used this platform I have um, come to me and say, I need help branding. Mm. Can you help me? Yes, I can. Because I have unique products, not everyone else has, and I'm proud of it, mm-hmm. and I know how to use them. And so I have dabbled in, and, and I'm getting better at it, because there's a lot to learn in this. Agent interviews, so they are doing the introduction to the home. Um, so we're incorporating that. That is an add-on. Mm-hmm. If the home warrants it, the 360 tour. If the home warrants it, the drone photography also, mm-hmm. it can be video and it can be stills. Um, I have gone on day rates on photography shoots because there is so much to photograph and every property is so different and unique. I can find the best parts of that property. And I consider my job is to get them in the door. The agent's job is to sell it. But also with my job is authenticity. Everything has to be authentic with the MLS. Mm. Well, tell me more about that. So what would be inauthentic? Because, you know, okay. A lot of Photoshop. Yeah. Okay. If there's a hole in the wall, the hole stays. So there was a phase where we used, what is it? When you take like seven pictures and then you merge them all together in one HDR. Mm-hmm. Is that is that still useful? Has it toned down? I use it. Okay. I have, I do not carry any lighting with me for any real estate photography. Aha. Uh-huh. I do not. There is I I don't have a need for that. There are two reasons for that. Speed as time is money. And I don't want to mess with lights. Yeah. I don't either. Now, <laughs> when I'm doing commercial work, that's a different story. Sometimes, you know, you would bring in lights for the right property if it warranted it. But my work, the agents that use me, their work, their their properties are sold fast. If they yeah. price correctly with the comps, right, they're gone. Yep. And mine get looked at. So that's why they use me. So I was asking about HDR and um, I helped a friend of mine once. Uh, He had a little job doing real estate and I discovered the tools that had been upgraded to just highlight some things, click on something, boom, boom, boom. Now you've got an HDR, you've got a new image and then, Nick filters, which I really love those, have a a program that comes with it that you can go into HDR and you can move little things around mm-hmm. and make it the way you want it. And something I learned in studying that, because I used to take like 10 photographs, um, is when we shoot raw, because 
whatever point, like if where your highlights are, if you shoot raw, you've got two stops more detail available on one end. And in the shadow, you've got two stops more in the shadow. So really three good images, two, two stops under, one perfect, two stops over, and that can merge. And you've got, what's that, five? five? I do five, five brackets. Okay. But this little scientific thing that I, it was a program where he talked about it, mm-hmm. is that we don't need to do that. That the full latitude of a digital image in raw can be captured with the two under because then you have actually four under mm-hmm. and two over. So you've actually got four over the midpoint. Anyway, so but five five's good too. So <laughs> I have found more depth in the image with five. Okay. Um more success. Part of what we do um, with this is window draws. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to bring the outside in better when you have the five. Got it. Got it. Yeah. But, okay. you know. So I love that you don't don't need to bring lights because you know what you're doing. I mean, that that's one reason years ago I just thought, yeah, I would never get into real estate photography because the, the classes that I went to, they're there used to be some PPA speakers mm-hmm. that were on this topic and they would show all this, you know, you put a little light here and you do a little thing there and like so much work and that's just one room. And now you go set it up for the next room. It's like, I'm not doing that. But yeah. when, when we were able to, first of all, go digital and then the HDR and the improvements and the things. And I thought, yeah, well, I could do that. Oh, and I did for my vacation rental, by the way. People don't know, I have the cutest vacation rental above my garage in the heart of San Diego in an adorable community called South Park that's historical. And I've actually had a couple of listeners book the vacation rental. There you go. Got to meet them. I'm a mile from San Diego Zoo, Balboa Park downtown uh great beaches are eight to ten minutes away um it's it's walkable so i used all my like vast real estate knowledge which is not that vast and photographed the condo or the flat and used the hdr and um and i get i get quite booked so we have a lot in common it's creative and fun so I, I have one in on top of my studio. Oh, cool. In Omaha. Oh, yeah. Because that's a, that's a, <laughs> sorry, it's a vacation Mecca, right? <laughs> <laughs> we have the best zoo in the world right now. Uh, uh, oh, we could, we could argue zoos. <laughs> I, well, I found high percentage of my guests have family in town or in the neighborhood. I get, of course, travelers, but I also get people that their family lives nearby and they don't have room for them. So I imagine you would get, get some of that. So I don't mean to digress, but, and you tell me the possibilities of this, but I think there is a great opportunity to be the go-to photographer for 
vacation rentals, Airbnb, VRBO. Because uh, when I want to go somewhere now, I love staying in Airbnbs and I study those pictures and I try to figure out if that bed looks comfortable. If I ever see a little sag, I know, nope. no, no, not for me. And the authenticity is what I would want because if I get there and there's a sag and it didn't show, I'd be un- unhappy. So I think somebody, what do you think about that as a as a niche, finding um, vacation rental companies that manage like a suite, a place like my my agent, he has lots of other ones too, and they're most of them individually owned. Have you thought about that? Have you talked to anybody about that? Is that a thing? It is a thing, and I have traveled to do them for private owners. Aha. Uh-huh. I have not explored the companies yet. That is on this year's radar. Okay. I have the portfolio to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, yeah, I have no qualms about doing it now. Yeah. Um, We all develop at a different rate and um, I've come into my own now Mm -hmm. and I've found what I love. I found what my passion is in photography and I'm really kind of good, good with it, you know, and I also incorporate the side gig too, because they Mm -hmm. kind of work hand in hand with agent branding is the shop business. Oh, which is why I selected, I did the hand in hand. I got, you know, I thought hard, okay, I need a niche. I need to do this right. What works? And so I combine those two and I actually go into financial institutions and um, do those. And so it's a, it's a really, really good balance for future jobs, future work. You know, it's, it's great. So what I'm hearing about how this is working well for you is that you understand the value of being different and communicating the brand, the difference. And that's what branding, you know, good part of branding. So instead of like, oh, I can't charge that because all these other people are doing this, you're like, okay, well, how can I set myself apart so that I can attract the people that will happily invest more to get what I offer. So you've got that really strongly. And then what I imagine is you go out and you get the work. You contact people. You don't sit around dabbling in a little bit of social media stuff and saying, I'm starving. There's no work out there. You put on clothes or you get on the phone and you contact prospects and and get work. Am I right in that? Like you're very active. You you are very right on that. And another way of doing that is branding myself. I am developing a team of photographers and every one of us when we go to a job is dressed professionally mm-hmm. and with my brand on it. Real estate photographers should be going to work wearing black. And the reason is, if you have to edit yourself out of a mirror, it's a heck of a lot easier when you are all in black. What if we wear all green? How about green? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> be a giant. You can kind of slide a few more things, you know, and when you're wearing black. But yes. that's basically my color. And we have my um, brand on the jacket or, mm-hmm. you know, 
And so people know when we show up at their door because we're invited into strangers' homes. Yeah. That's scary for them. Mm -hmm. You know, I run a tight business. I'm insured. I'm bonded. My people are insured and bonded. And I run professional. I am a full affiliate member of my local board of realtors. Um, And so I network there. And I have these lovely cards that show the both divisions of my business. They're left everywhere. Mm -hmm. If I go out in public to the grocery store, I'm wearing this brand. Mm. And I'm now getting people saying, oh, I've heard about this. I've heard about you. I know. I know this, you know, and it's really interesting. So it doesn't hurt. No. So before I ask you about the now I lay me down to sleep, the one last little thing on this. Okay. Do you get photo credits? I read I still read the paper every day and they've been running a lot of real estate ads. Are there times and places where you can have your name attached to it so that a realtor or somebody else might be like, oh, this is beautiful. I wonder who did that. Oh, her. Is that a thing? Well, my platform where they can have their website, their, each listing has a website. That's my branding. Bingo. I can't on the MLS. Yeah. Yeah. I can't on the MLS. Not and in a lot of states. Yeah. Agents can't be on the MLS yeah. in, in Nebraska. They can, but huh. um, I can't be. And um, it's kind of funny with real estate photography is when an agent finds a good photographer, they don't want to share him. Ah. And my, one of my biggest success stories recently was an agent, the agent that asked me to help her brand. She used my products, uh, three or four of them on that session. Mm-hmm. It was a more affluent neighborhood. The next thing we know, I'm shooting a photo, um, a, a property three doors down. She had five listings that carried over from that first one because people saw her new brand. Mm. And for an agent to get five new listings in four weeks is pretty good in my area. Yeah. And she closed all of them and each one of them sold Hmm. within three days. I'm going to give you uh, an idea that I had. I love it. I have a friend who's a realtor in, it'll come to me, closer to you than me, (laughs) Midwest. Mm -hmm. And she's a very social person like you. And when she meets people, she makes sure to, to introduce everybody to everybody and and help and brag about everybody. And pretty soon you feel like you're one big happy family. So I had this idea that she could create what I named a circle of friends group, where when she works with somebody, whether it's someone who buys a property, sells their house with her, a realtor decorator, somebody that she forms a connection with, they get a gift of a necklace, uh, or I'd have to think of what, if it's a man, that's a Mm -hmm. circle. And you're in my circle of friends group. And then have like happy hour once a month on you in a, in a little, or, or even not on you, but have a, have a get together 
And so that would start to have some of those realtors getting to know some of the other ones and and realizing they could get some cross referrals. And um, because like with photography, I used to refer photographers all the time when I did weddings and Mm -hmm. a third of my work when I was in the thick of of weddings was from two or three photographers that we would refer each other. So anyway, just a thought to make a, you know, meet for meet for coffee once a month, you know, breakfast, coffee, little something. So circle of friends. Uh, one of my coaching clients, who's also a friend of mine, it has been doing this with her wedding business. And it's it's been a really big boost to her business. And then she gets other people connected. So she's helping other people in their success. So I like it a lot. I I like the networking without the politics. Yeah. The, the happy meeting that you can go to without worrying about whatever. Yeah. yeah. And you're the hub. So you're, um, it's a way to stay in touch and it's a way to connect. And um, yeah. So I love it. So my gift. Let me know how that goes. If you create, I it. will. And I can guarantee I'm going to use it. You coach for a reason. I do. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, I do. I've always like that idea came to me years ago. Uh, I met her on the on the beach here in San Diego. Uh, I was coming out of the ocean and and she was like, oh, my gosh, you're so brave. And then we had a great talk and she invited me to dinner because she was in town for a few more days and we became lifelong friends. And um, just like you and I now, (laughs) I got to come to town. Okay, so now I lay me down to sleep is a program that's been going on 20 years, maybe longer. Yeah. And so can you, um, we're a little short on time, but can you share what that is and how people can get involved if it resonates with them? This is a program I heard about in 2015 and locally. And I went to a meeting to learn more about it and was hooked. I was, it was encouraged to apply for the program to see if I could be accepted as a photographer. And so I did. So um, what is and the program? So the, what the program is, is where photographers are dispatched um, to wherever they might need to go to photograph a baby who will never go home. Mm. And so if a child has been home and has gone back to the hospital, that really doesn't work for our program. Ours have our children who have never gone home or who have been born at home who will never go anywhere else. And so um, what I generally do is most of our work is done in hospitals. We come in as a guest of the family. We'll f- spend maybe a half hour to an hour photographing the baby, the baby um, being held by mom. Um, sometimes the babies are demised, sometimes they're not, but they will, they're already determined terminal and will never go home. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the babies are stillborn unexpectedly in their ninth month. Mm-hmm. Um, very heartbreaking and heart wrenching. Yeah. What we do is our mission is to provide portraiture 
so those families have something tangible to hold on to. Our memories are frail, and um, I can't imagine, you know, did what did the babies, you know, what did my child's, I've never had this happen to me, but I can only imagine, you know, when you wonder, what did their nose look like? I can't remember, you right. know. Yes, we have cell phones today, but when you have a portrait that you can look at um, that's beautifully done, it's so soothing and Mm -hmm. it just helps hold the grief a little bit so it's not as bad. Yeah. And our work is all done in black and white. Ah. Exceptions, black and white only. And that... um, was determined a long time ago by our founders. Mm-hmm. But now I lay me down to sleep in the world of photography has taught me more than I have ever given. Wow. Uh, Such as? It has given me skills in every way you can imagine. And um, the organization has grown so much in the past few years with the training we give photographers now um, that no photographer who's trained by us has to be afraid to go out and shoot Mm. because they are comfortable with the skills that they have. So it's, it's an amazing organization. It's a huge gift to give back. I call it my gift to the universe for Mm -hmm. all the photography gifts that I've gotten, you know, and it's the way I can get back. Yeah. Even when I think about like my little great grand nephew who was born healthy and he's still healthy three and a half years later, but those little precious moments when he was tiny, I'm so glad that I, of course, aunt Lucy took those photographs because there's nothing I love more than that feeling of a little teeny one on my shoulder. And, and, you know, he, that child is long gone and will never be that baby again. So then taking it into that, these are the first and last portraits that a child will have. It's just so, it's such a blessing to people. And I can see how you would learn more than you could even explain. So I I love that. And so if people want to find that, they can just Google now I lay me down to sleep.org. N I L M D T S. The applications are there. It gives a lot more information than we can even touch the tip of here. Sure. Um, on the website, it's very well done. You know, and Lucy, I, I do know that they would be happy to come on for a um an interview sometime. Oh, that's a good idea. I can help set that up. That would be fantastic. Our um, director of operations is located in my city. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Yeah. To- it's a very large organization run by a huge, huge amount of volunteers and a very small staff because we believe that the money needs to go where it needs to go to help the family. So, yeah. Well, thank you for doing that. I, I know I told you that I consider doing it and just my own emotional makeup. I know I just would never recover. I suppose if, you know, the more you do, the more you find that ability to hold, hold it in a special place. But um, 
as I was saying to you offline, working with foster, the foster care and the heart gallery gave me a similar experience of helping kids and helping families find, you know, children to put in their forever homes. And, um, and I grew as a photographer because I got to photograph these kids any darn way I wanted to. And that made my professional work better because I, I wasn't thinking I needed to please a client and sell something. I, I was just in the moment looking for the, the essence, the angel. And I imagine that's something that that is like that for you as well. It has taught us to, um, more skills than you'll ever know because this is their worst moment in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. That is it for that family. And um, sometimes the conditions we're photographing in are not good. It's dark or there's mm-hmm. no light or, you know, we have to be able to overcome any lighting situation that is thrown at us mm-hmm. and be prepared to handle it and handle it professionally. And even in retouching, you know, it's, it's difficult sometimes because of what's happened to the babies, you know, and um, it has taught me more than any instructor or mentor Mm -hmm. on how to be a better photographer, a better editor. And I feel to this day, I've gotten more from being a member of Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep than giving. So um, it's a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing about that. And I hope it inspires lots and lots of people to participate. So um, we are almost out of time. So I just want to give you an opportunity to either share one other tip or something that you were like, oh, man, I wish I had, you know, shared that one thing. I forgot or Lucy didn't ask me this question. Or just your final thoughts about the real estate and and you know everything that we've talked about. So the floor is yours. Thank you, Lucy. You said it best when you said it's never too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my end goal was, what can I carry into my retirement? And still make a little extra money, you know, with mm-hmm. everything else, you know. And what fills my soul? And this still does, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not what I envisioned when I started out. And when you keep an open mind and you look for doing any niche in photography that fills your soul, you're Mm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And what I found was this was perfect for my age bracket. And if anyone has any questions, you know, they can reach out to me because I am happy to share the gifts that I've gotten. And as far as like, if they need to know where to go, you know, any suggestions, things like that, please reach out. Great. What's the best way to reach you? Um, My contact information is on my webpage at nebraskaheadshots.com. It also has my real estate page on there because I kind of combine the two. Made some mistakes along the way, and I'm happy to share that information too for people mm-hmm. starting out. We we learn by our mistakes, but um, feel free to reach out to me there. My phone number's there, my email address, 
I'm happy and I will always answer calls. Great. I love it. Well, thank you, Suzanne, so much. This was just delightful. And I learned a lot today. I had no idea that the person could create this brand at this level and then build a team. And like the sky's the limit. Who knows what you're going to end up with in terms of success and income and your reach and everything. And because you're a doer and a thinker and, and I get that you're, you have a positive, you know, PMA, a positive mental attitude. Super fun. And it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. You know, anytime I have a camera in my hands, it's fun. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I wish you lived next door so we could go for walks and go for lunch. Well, I might just have to come to San Diego because I have some people there I need to visit. So I might check out that Airbnb. Lucy, send me that info. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Have a great day. So here's our quick wrap up. That to me was so informative. I had no idea that you can upsell real estate. You can build a brand and attract ideal clients who are willing to invest more to get more success, just like in any form of photography or any other business. She's providing a luxury service and she gets paid well. Uh, And I love, first of all, when she decided to be a photographer, she She went to school, she got mentors, she learned her craft, she learned how to run a business, she practiced, practiced, practiced. So that's my first recommendation always, wherever you are when you want to grow, is do all the things and grow, grow, grow. Number two, she started in real estate because it's a good niche for a woman who is mature. It is a little challenging to have a lifelong client from birth to their wedding, you know, for the kids when we've been around a while, like I have as well. I also wasn't excited to hear that she finds it very creative, dealing with the lighting, the design, uh, angles. Uh, composition, all of that comes into play. So it sounds like it can be more fun than in my mind, I think of real estate photography. And then she went over details about how she does her front end upselling with 3D tours, drone photography, providing measurements, floor plans, planet earth photos, and interviews with agents that can go on the website. So I love that. And the core, my question number four, was how the heck is she making this happen? And she said branding. And I have a lot of uh, episodes with the people who specialize in branding, and I love that she's like a perfect case study for this. I also love that she gets to do her real estate photography and she doesn't have to bring a million lights because I don't like that <laughs> so much. I love to find light. That's that's always my dream. 
And then we talked about a program called Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep, which is a, a nonprofit that provides portraits of children, babies who will never go home. And if that rings a little bell for you, I just want to encourage you to consider reaching out to that organization and seeing if if that's something you'd like to contribute to the world. So that's it for now. Uh, Keep an eye out for my online course. I'm still revising it. I upgraded my Lucy Dumas coaching website. And now I need to fix the graphics on my on my course and such, but it is available if you'd like. How do I find that? You can just get in touch. Ta-ta for now, as we used to say, and I'm just sending a big heart. Okay, heart. Beep, beep, beep. Bye. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.